Hey, it's Chef Carla, and welcome to Show Up Fully. This is a podcast that shares what it's like to show up for your real life, the magic and the hot mess, plus actionable tips and journal prompts for you. There's short podcast snacks and full-length interviews with creatives and entrepreneurs about how they show up in their lives. If you don't know me, I'm a food stylist and content creation coach. You can find me, Chef Carla Contreras, across all social platforms and more information in today's show notes. Alyssa, thank you so much for coming on today. I am so grateful to have you here. Can you introduce yourself and how you serve the world? Yes, and I'll start by saying thank you, Carla, for having me here. My name is Alyssa Alter. I am also known as the Amy Poehler of Vaginas. That is a title gifted to me by a friend of mine, and I really, really love it and appreciate it because I do feel like it encompasses everything I do because I often struggle answering this question because I show up and serve the world in a variety of ways. I am a former Broadway performer. I'm a certified Pilates instructor. I am a podcast host. I am an author. I am a co-founder of the media platform postpartum.com. I still, while I don't audition and perform musical theater in the like more traditional commercial sense, I'm still a performer and create one-woman shows that I perform in the city and elsewhere. And I am a coach and a mom and I was divorced and now I'm remarried and very happily and I have a three-year-old and I am pregnant with my second baby as we speak. So I am on a mission to destigmatize the female experience and the female body and normalize the conversation around these things really by any means necessary. And that is how I serve. So I do that through... My online courses, which are Pilates-based, I do that through the articles that I read and the conversations that I have on my podcast and kind of coming at this from any and every direction possible to normalize the conversation and reinforce that we have nothing to be ashamed about and there is no one right way to do any of this. There is only your right way. I love this. So we can go right into the articles because I feel like we should... Do a practice that <laughs> you wrote yes. an article about, and it's called Where Is Your Vagina Pointing? And I feel like any human could do this practice, right? With their pelvic floor. Yeah. Are you talking about the article that was published on Babe by Hatch? I feel like, yeah. Because the practice was in there. The title was like, Why You Need to Know WTF is Up with Your Vag. At every head, <laughs> like throughout the entire motherhood journey. And it's based on this practice, which, yeah, this came out of as my Pilates teaching evolved to being centered around the pelvic floor. Yeah. Which happened before I had my son and came to be out of a dance injury that I had and really coming to appreciate the alignment of the pelvis and realizing that it's really our pelvis that's directing what's happening in our body. And I was working with a physical therapist who is becoming a women's health, pelvic health PT, who was like, if you think you're into the pelvis, wait till you learn about the pelvic floor. And then my brain exploded. And so this became my favorite cue to ask clients while moving is where is your vagina pointing? So should we 
should we do a little demo, a little sneak peek, a little practice so that I would love we to. all know exactly what we're talking about? Okay. So seated or standing. Okay. Preferably seated, but standing is great too. Okay. So sit up and for just like to start, sit up straight, whatever that means to you. Okay. And then just notice what that is, how your body feels, what's going on. And then you're going to rock your weight forward and back. So it can sort of have a cat cow feeling, or you could just shift your weight forward and back so that you rock your weight forward towards your pubic bone. And then you rock your weight back towards your tailbone. Now your vagina is roughly at the center of your pelvic floor. So as you rock forward, your vagina is pointing back, or I should say vaginal opening to be like explicitly clear because the vaginal canal is sometimes on an angle. And for each of us in our unique anatomy, that's a different angle, but we're not going to get that crazy about it. Okay. And then when you rock back towards your tailbone, your vagina is pointing forward. So find a spot where you are sitting between the pubic bone and tailbone where your vagina is pointing straight down. And then rock your weight side to side a little bit so you feel each sit bone because a lot of times we have a habit of sitting more into one hip than the other, and then be balanced between the two. So that bony landmark of your pubic bone, your sit bones, your tail bones makes roughly a diamond shape with your vagina roughly at the center. So now your vagina is pointing straight down and that diamond of your pelvic floor is parallel to the floor. And notice now what it feels like when you really think, okay, my vagina is pointing straight down. How does it feel to be sitting up now? Chances are, because when your vagina is pointing straight down, when your pelvis is aligned, the rest of your body finds more of its alignment naturally. So most likely you feel like you're sitting up a little bit taller and it feels a little bit easier to do so because the musculature is balanced. This is also a great way to like, we're creating that physical alignment, but it's also like aligning your energy and your chakras and our sacral and root chakra are all about our stability, our safety. These are really great things to help us feel better, confident, more centered in the world, as well as like the musculoskeletal system, your core works more effectively, which helps you feel more centered and stable than all the things. It's a great one-stop shop. So now your vagina is pointing straight down. You're sitting up tall and we've located that diamond shape of your pelvic floor. So while we're here, go ahead, close your eyes and inhale and feel that diamond widen. As you exhale, notice how the diamond narrows. You're not forcing anything. Just inhale, feel the diamond widen. So you are directing your breath lower down so it doesn't get trapped in your chest. We're really going for full diaphragmatic breathing. And then as you exhale, follow the narrowing of the diamond and of your pelvic floor. Do it one more time. Inhale, feel the diamond widen. And as you exhale, follow the narrowing. And breathing like this, it does, it deepens your breath, it slows your breath, which helps to activate the parasympathetic nervous system, which is our rest and digest to help us feel more calm and centered, all of that. So we're coming at it from every angle. And in terms of pelvic health, when it comes to our pelvic floor, we usually don't know what the hell's going on. 
We're a little nervous to talk about it because we might have to say the word vagina. Luckily, I'm not afraid to say it. And we aren't taught anything. So we lose sight of the fact, or we never knew, that our pelvic floor is made of voluntary skeletal muscle, just like your biceps, just like your quadriceps. And healthy muscles can contract and release. And by breathing like this, the widening helps release and stretch the muscles. The exhale narrows and lifts and engages these muscles. Because anytime anything is going on with your pelvic floor or like you're just a woman in the world, we're told to do Kegels and tighten it up. But if that's all we do and we never release, we're going to end up with a dysfunctional movement pattern and end up with unnecessary pain and potential injury. So I don't want that for you. So every day, find, put it on a post-it note. I love this. Put it on a post-it note, put it on your computer, put it on the fridge, put it on your mirror, put it wherever you want that says, where is my vagina pointing? To remind you to check in where your vagina is pointing and then go ahead and just take like one deep breath there and then you'll probably be inspired to take more because it feels really good. But just take one, start with one. And then let us know how it goes. This is amazing. This is amazing. <laughs> this podcast is called Show Up Fully for a reason because we're told, I feel like in all areas, including Kegels, like mm-hmm. you should do a hundred of these uh, a day. You should imagine picking up the blueberry. I don't know, right. 30 <laughs> times. And if people don't know what I'm talking about, Google picking up the blueberry because it's, it's definitely <laughs> out there. I feel like we're told in all these different ways to, especially through postpartum, because I know that this is a place that's deep in your heart Mm -hmm. to show up. And this is why I'm like, I want to have conversations about what it's like to show up through injury, through discomfort, through times that are really challenging. And how could we take a deep breath? And I feel like I've gone to the PT, the pelvic floor PT, do Pilates, you know this. And I do have an episode about becoming a Pilates mat instructor. I'll put that in the show notes. But I feel like what if, and I'm going to challenge other people. I'm going to throw it out there. This is is a challenge because I feel like if I created a practice where I sat at my desk and did that, I wonder how my alignment would be even if it was just for a couple minutes. It would make a huge impact. And I think that that, just that idea in and of itself is so important to like take a moment with that. And if we're talking about postpartum, right, there's so much pressure to get back to insert whatever, whether it's your pre-baby jeans, your pre-baby workout, your pre-baby whatever, get back to everything like nothing ever happened. Something really big did happen. And I really went, after having my son, I really resented that those feelings of having to get back and sort of pretend this didn't happen because it happened. It happened. And for me, my birth was very traumatic. I had a fourth degree tear. So I had a very, I had an extensive physical injury that required surgical repair immediately. And thankfully, because of the skill of my surgeon, my OBGYN, and the condition of my muscle tissue going in, because it was very fluent in pelvic floor work, so that muscles and everything were very healthy, I was able to have an uncomplicated recovery. But even still, it was an extensive 
extensive recovery, you know, in a about, I mean, maybe a three inch area, maybe I had almost 50 stitches because it was every layer of muscle, organs, sphincters, all the pieces. So for me to get started moving, there was no getting back to anything. There's no pretending this never happened, but just because at six weeks I wasn't going for a run, which I'm not a runner, so I wasn't going to go for a run no matter how this went down. I don't have anything against running. It's just not my jam. I respect you if that's yours. It is not mine. I can help you with it. I'm happy for you. I'm not going to run with you though. But it started with like my then rehabilitating and getting back to my full Pilates practice, my yoga practice, splits, dance class, handstands, all of the things, backbends, walkovers that I love to do started with every, like throughout the day, checking in on my alignment. Where is my vagina pointing? Because I was standing super weird. I was sitting so weird for so long with all my weight over on my left butt cheek because my tear was more on the right side and I didn't want pressure on my stitches. And then even when all of that had healed, I was still sitting cockeyed because I was terrified. And that became my normal, but that's not my normal. And that's not a healthy balance of muscles. I was still overcompensating and compensating and guarding and protecting. So by just sitting even on just on both butt cheeks and breathing and asking that entire diamond of the pelvic floor to be a part of this was the base and is the base, the foundation of my physical recovery, but also the emotional side of things of being able to start to feel like I could maybe trust my body again, that I could maybe one day feel safe, that I could be pain-free. And the biggest one is like that I could be unafraid to move. And we have this idea that it needs to be these big, big things. Like I have to get back to CrossFit. And it's like, no, it starts really small. To really show up, it starts with these small modifications, or as I like to say, alterations, because my last name's Alter, can't help it, can't stop, won't stop, throughout the day. Like you were saying, Carla, if you just a couple times during the day really checked in with like, it, you don't even have to like fix anything, but just like, how am I sitting? What are my habits? How am I showing up in this body You then have information you can work with however you want to. But if you don't know what's going on, you're not going to be able to do anything. Yeah. I want to ask you about having pain in your body. And I've talked to my physical therapist about this, remembering that pain and acting in a way that still holds on to that trauma, even though the physical pain may be gone. Yeah. Well, and even it's like the physical pain could still be there, but the cause for the pain is gone because your body remembers these moves are painful. So we're going to fire the sequence of events, which is this thing happens pain, even though the tear or the injury or the, you know, whatever the muscle tension, the fascial tension, whatever it is, has actually been resolved. Your body remembers this like pain mapping. So the pain is very real and there's not a 
true cause for it. It is a remembered pattern and that pain is there to protect us. It is there to say, whoa, 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 slow down because the last time we went here, we did get hurt. We did get hurt and I don't want you to get hurt again. And so I know it like sounds silly, but in those moments for myself, because I mean, my body remembers all of it. And I even started having some of that sort of like those pain memories, even though I'd been pain-free for years when I got pregnant again. Cause it's like my, oh, we're pregnant. We know what this leads to a disaster. So like I started having pain and as I am moving my body, both in terms of just like living life and on the mat, I literally will have an internal dialogue where I'll be like, Hey, thanks pain. I see you. You are so enthusiastic about protecting me. And I love you for that. And we are safe now. It's different. Look, I'll show you. And then I do gentle movements where I'm like, look, see, we're good. We're good. And I breathe through that. I I don't push myself. I don't blast past it and be like, you're here. You're a liar. I'm fine. Shut up. Get out of here. I'm like, no, look, look that. Yes, you are. Yep. This used to hurt. And even for me, it's like, yeah, this used to be something scary. That was very real. And I am okay right now. So look, come with me, hold my hand. You are not allowed to drive the car, but you can ride along with me and I will show you that we are fine now. And it's like through that, I mean, there's, I am not a neurologist or a therapist or psychiatrist or psych, you know, there are people that like, and studies that show how that change capitalizes on neuroplasticity and creates different neural pathways. And I know about these things, but I'm not the expert or a, have a degree in it. But this all is a very important part of the healing process. And maybe, I don't, I don't know, maybe I'll be giving myself those pep talks for the rest of my life, or maybe at some point I won't need to anymore. Or maybe certain instances I won't have to, but certain instances I will. Because like, I don't have to, I don't have to give myself that pep talk when I poop anymore, but I did. Because having stitches in your two hole will do that to you. (laughs) I love this, Alyssa. I want to ask you what you do when you don't want to show up, but I feel like you've just given so many tools, (laughs) (laughs) but really there, there has to be times that you're like, you know what? We're going to reschedule. I'm going to cancel. I'm going to Mm -hmm. shift what I'm doing. I'm going to, and I would love, because I know that you have shifted branding, you've shifted your business. I'd love to chat about that. Yeah. You know, showing up can sometimes like maybe we feel this way or it can it can feel like that's also trying to say that like heading into the world of like toxic positivity, like showing up doesn't always have to be positive. Like in that context. So it Showing up for yourself is all is honoring exactly where you're at right now. And there are definitely times where I'm like, I can't do the things I thought I was going to do today or show up continuously in this way. I can't, I don't, circumstances have changed or I overestimated how much I had available to give or circumstances in my household have changed that is demanding more of me that then there's less of me somewhere else. 
and showing up is also honoring that and pivoting and calling and saying like, I, I am overextended. I need to reschedule this. Can I please be in touch with you next week to set up a time for this week or this week? Or if it is specifically like, I can do it Monday. Like, I just can't do it today. And I find, I mean, I feel like I used to have so much fear around that. Like the perfectionism in me. Listen, like I was a Broadway performer. I came from the dance world. The show goes on. You do not show up for yourself. You show up for everybody else. It took a long time to really let go of the fear of what could happen by letting someone down by actually honoring where I was at. But what I find is that when I do that, when I'm like, hey, I thought I could make this happen. I really can't. I respect your time. I apologize. Can we please reschedule for this time and just again, show up for it? And I'm honest. I'm not weird. You know, well, not more weird than I am about it. People appreciate that and respect it and say, absolutely. And I have made the conscious decision that when someone emails me with that, hey, I need to reschedule. I thought I was going to be able to do this or I'm late getting back to you. I was really overwhelmed or whatever. I write back and I'm like, good for you for taking some space. Absolutely not a problem. To like also call out and recognize in a positive way that like you're not a failure because life happens and you're human. I think it takes a lot more strength to honor that and own that and be present with it then it does to like lie and pretend nothing happened and you're infallible because we all are. Yes. And I think that this is the fully part. This is because that's, yeah. the, that's the podcast. It's show up fully. And I think fully really acknowledges all of the parts yes. that include the things that we might deem as dark, as negative, as things that are socially not acceptable. There was an email recently and I feel like I, I sent it to you. It was like, I'm not responding to emails in a socially acceptable way. And it was like, <laughs> is this my new autoresponder? Like, this is amazing. Yeah. I know. I was thinking about maybe adding something, adding an autoresponder, because even with you, Carla, you had emailed me recently and I didn't get back to you. And it's because like, I just, I got swallowed by life and, and I was in that place and there was part of me that was like, I know I can write to Carla and be like, hey, I got this. I will get back to you some other time. Just I'm in it. And you would be like sending you a hug, you know, like <laughs> just totally understanding it wasn't because sometimes you don't respond because you're like, I don't even have the energy to put together the email I need to whatever. But just sending something that was like, hey, I'm in it. I might be a little bit slower to respond, but I'm glad to hear from you. And I'm looking forward to getting back to you when I can. Like, thank you for understanding. Because there is, I mean, now it's like we're so, there's such immediacy around everything that it really does feel like, like if you email someone and don't hear back from them in a couple of days, you start panicking. What happened? Do they hate Do they hate me? Do they not want what I have? Is this thing off? Is this thing happening? What are we doing? Because we're just so accustomed to just like firing it back and forth. But I think we're all exhausted from that and realizing like we can't function like that. Why are we doing this? It's too much. I was thinking of 
And I do have an autoresponder. I have an autoresponder. Actually, it's very lengthy because I'm working with brands and podcast, all the things. But I was thinking about it in terms of postage. You send a letter. It doesn't get there immediately. And I was like, how can I take this concept and put it into email form? Because some Mm. days I am unavailable because I am creating, I am making videos, I'm I'm doing photography, I'm recipe testing. I'm not at my computer all day. Yeah. And that's like, as a creative person, as someone who is creating, it's also really hard to hold that boundary around email because every email interrupts your creative process. And that context switching ultimately hurts your work. And it's exhausting. It's like a wasted exhaustion. You know, like it's a different kind of exhaustion when you've like created all day and you've been in the flow and you're like, oh my, I am so tired, but I'm invigorated. This is just exhausting because you're back and forth. You're like wasting so much energy just switching between the two. When it's so normalized to just have access to each other constantly, how do you switch that and also be like, but this is healthier. (laughs) Like, this isn't personal because I don't like you. This is just my natural, this is a boundary I have to keep in order to be able to live my life. And there's nothing wrong with saying that. And if a bunch of us start doing it, it'll be more normal. You know, more people will be used to hearing it. And I think that that's a huge point to your work is normalizing conversations. Yeah. And this confidence in even if you're the first one in your circle to do it, but to advocate for yourself, ask for the things you actually need. Show up for yourself, maybe sometimes ahead of showing up for someone else. Because it really, to say yes to one thing often requires saying no to something else. So there might be, you know, it could be a work dynamic where you always say yes to everything, which requires you abandoning yourself. Even if you're tired, even if you really can't do it, you say yes because you want to be that person. So then that dynamic is the dynamic you have. So when you start saying yes to yourself and it requires a no in this dynamic that has never had that before, it's going to be really hard. But the more that you do it, the more everyone adjusts. It's like if you haven't gone to the gym in a long time and you go to the gym and you pick up weights. You're going to be sore. They're going to feel so heavy. And if you go back regularly, it gets easier because your body adapts. And then suddenly like you're like, you know what? I'm going to pick up a heavier weight today because these don't even, I don't feel it anymore. You know, and that's how we build this capacity to, and it's not like to selfishly put yourself ahead of everyone else all the time. Sometimes, yes, sometimes you need to, but it's to include yourself in the equation, which especially as women, we are definitely taught not to. And if you also come from a dance background, you also were definitely told not to. And there are other disciplines that also require that. (laughs) A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I feel like in the chef, you know, and that's where I, I grew up in, in kitchens, you showed up regardless. Yeah. It was just, that was the culture. I love this conversation. I feel like we could talk for hours. 
A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I would love for you to share how we can find you, how we can work with you, how we can support you. Thank you. You can check out my work and my online courses, which I have six-week courses. I also have a mini course available to get a little taste on my website, alyssaalter.com. And on there, that's under the courses tab. And there's also, if you click blog, that'll take you to my blog over on Substack where I share about my podcast. I share about what's going on. I share tips and tricks and information about the pelvic floor, how to integrate this work into your life to feel centered and confident and start, you know, building that strength to show up for yourself. You know, there is a lot of overlap with my work and yours, Carla, which is part of why we like met each other and we're like, hey, soul sister. <laughs> and you can subscribe to that blog. And I'm also over on Instagram at Alyssa Alter. Amazing. Thank you so much, Alyssa. I feel like we should do one last deep breath to find. Yes. So now check in. Where is your vagina pointing right now? Is it the same? Is it different? It's probably different. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But just where is it and what are you doing? And then if you're driving a car right now, don't close your eyes. But if you're not doing, if it is safe to close your eyes, close your eyes and then <laughs> take a deep breath in and feel that diamond of your pelvic floor widen. And as you exhale, follow the narrowing of your pelvic floor and really try to exhale all of the air out of your lungs. All of it, all of it, even when you think there's nothing left, just like a little bit more. And have a great day. <laughs> Thank you so much, Alyssa. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks so much for tuning in to Show Up Fully. I am your host, Chef Carla Contreras. You can find me, Chef Carla Contreras, across all social platforms and more information in today's show notes. While you have your phone open, please leave a review on iTunes or Spotify. This is how other people find this show. You could also send this as a text, an email, or post in your social feed. I really appreciate your support. Sending you and yours love. Bye.